first, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey there, Mr. Reddit here. Welcome back to another episode of r slash Entitled Parent Stories. Our first story we'll be reading today. Your guinea pig looks sad and scared, so I'm taking him with me. After that, am I the jerk for not wanting to meet my granddaughter? And after that, trick me and claim my work for yourself? Watch it backfire. Now for every thumbs up this video gets, one Karen doesn't get a guinea pig. That's not fair! So please smash that like button. And if you're new, subscribe and turn on notifications for new stories from Reddit every single day. Your guinea pig looks sad and scared, so I'm taking him with me. Just like the title says, an entitled jerk tried to take my guinea pig because she thinks that it looks scared and sad. Now before I go into detail, I wonder why a small animal would be scared of a loud, drunk, and obnoxious idiot barging into my home. So currently 11pm at the time of this post, and it's hot as heck here in the UK, I'm just about to try to go to sleep. But lo and behold, a drunk, idiotic, obnoxious, brain dead moron comes barging into my home and starts talking crap about me and my dad and my younger brothers. For those who catch on quickly, I'm indeed talking about my mom, who I've blacklisted out of my life, who thinks the world revolves around her and has a hissy fit whenever someone proves her wrong. She starts sobbing and crying, saying, Lunatic, nobody loves me. Why does nobody love me? To which I explain to her, You're a drunk. You're cruel and vindictive. You talk crap about your own kids and then start to wonder why nobody in your family loves you. She tries to BS her way out of it, saying, Oh, I don't mean it. I only say those things when I'm drunk. She doesn't. So as I'm tired, ticked off, and done with her, I tell her she can either get out on her own or I'll call the cops to get her out. She reluctantly does so, but when she walks past my living room and sees my guinea pig curled up next to a frozen water bottle, she goes, Oh, look at your little baby. He looks so sad. At this point, I walk to the door and order her out, much more aggressive, to try and get it through to her head that she needs to leave. When she walks up, she goes, Fine, I'll leave, but I'm taking your guinea pig with me. It looks sad and scared. To which I grab the guinea pig out of her hands and shove her out, locking the door behind me with her going, How dare you! I'm your mother. I demand you give me your guinea pig so I can look after him. She's still screaming her head off whilst I'm now stuck wide awake in this dreadful heat, calming and soothing my guinea pig, and she wonders why I want to get a restraining order against her. Speaking of guinea pigs, have any of you ever had a guinea pig or how about a hamster? Please let us know. 
I'll stick with my poodle, thank you very much. Am I the jerk for not wanting to meet my granddaughter? I had my daughter when I was very young and things didn't work out with her mother. I had visitation rights and that was pretty much it as I was dragged through the court system by her mother and bled dry. I made sure to pay child support and even though I had evidence that none of it was ever used properly, social media posts and my daughter always needing things, I didn't contest anything. Whenever my daughter contacted me for something, I helped her out. As she grew up, however, I saw her slowly turn into her mother. Her demands for money became more desperate and every month she was in some sort of financial trouble. Things didn't improve when she turned 18. I offered to pay for her university, but it turned out she never even got accepted and had faked everything to get money off me. During this time, I got married and had two kids, but I still tried to support my daughter. I learned my lesson and stopped giving her money directly and offered to pay for things directly. She wasn't happy with this. She'd cut off contact with me every time I refused to give her money only to pop up after a few months for a new request for money. The breaking point came when she was pregnant and needed a guarantor to rent a place for her, her partner, and the new baby. I happily accepted and helped with the first few months rent. This turned into the landlord contacting me every month as they hadn't paid any rent. My granddaughter was born and I wasn't allowed to see her. When I turned up to the flat unannounced, she called the cops on me. In the end, I realized I was just seen as a cash machine and decided to sever ties and not hurt myself anymore. I sent her an email and a letter to know that I was done, that I'd pay the rent for another six months and that would be it. I also forwarded her resources from the local council so that she'd be able to get a council flat. Six months went by with no contact. I was then contacted by the landlord as they had trashed the flat before leaving, causing me to pay for the repairs. From the very little contact I have with her mother, I know she managed to secure a council house and isn't homeless. Since then, she's contacted me for money and I've ignored it. Now, however, she's using my granddaughter as leverage. I need money. Your granddaughter needs money. If you ever want to see her, you need to give me money. My granddaughter is 18 months old and I have never seen her. My heart hurts too much and I can't keep being used like this. Her mother already has enough terrible things to say about me, but now my wife is saying I'm punishing the child for nothing. What would you do if you were in this situation? Would you keep giving her money or would you cut her off completely? Please let us know. She deserves that money. Trick me and claim my work for yourself? Watch it backfire. Cast. We've got Sam, my big brother. We've got Lazy. We've got Slackers. We've got the boss. We've got the big boss. We've got VP and me. Small background. My brother was working at an at-will employer in charge of making small commercials for local and very rarely state companies and businesses. Think of a small airplane hangar with 60-ish employees and a studio apartment for the higher-ups. The setup. My brother was a gopher for his lazy manager and his four slacker employees. His usual job was all of their work while they were out of the office going to bars and clubs. My brother was told that they were going to important business meetings during all of these times. And one day, he got a text from our mom and dad that said, with pictures, Hey, we found your manager and co-workers at a club. When he got this text, he checked the company work records and saw that they had all taken credit for his work and left his name out of it. The boss came down to his section of the office and told him that he was being reprimanded for not doing any work for the past month. 
He was told in an email that he was on an unpaid suspension for the next month with the big boss and VP CC'd in the email. Cue the malicious compliance. My brother and his team were to oversee a multi-million, three million or so, dollar contract commercial for a company that was to be in the Super Bowl of 2016. Can you see where this is going? My brother, knowing that he was going to be blamed for the fallout, put in his immediate resignation two weeks after his suspension. On week four, I'm with my brother in the car eating Sonic, and he gets a phone call from his frantic boss asking where he is. My brother said, I'm in my car next to my little brother eating at Sonic. He started to shout at him to get back to the office when my brother chimed in with, If I'm so useless at work, I'm sure lazy and slackers can do it all right. It's not like they're currently at the local club every time they say that they're going to a business meeting, right? And I put in my resignation two weeks ago, remember? There was a good 10 second pause in the call. If you want to talk to him about it, go to the club and ask him yourself. My brother gets a four-way call the next day from the boss, big boss, and VP all apologizing and asking him to get back to work immediately, to which he responded with, As I've told my boss and big boss, I put my immediate resignation in two weeks ago with Big Boss's signature in it. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. With Mint Mobile, my connection is so much better than my previous wireless provider, and I'm saving so much now on my monthly bill. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com redder. That's mintmobile.com slash redder. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash redder. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. VP said, I wasn't aware of this. My brother continues, since I haven't done anything in the past month, I'm sure lazy and the slackers can do it, all right? It was then they realized they had done themselves over a false report from lazy. A month later, he gets a call from an ex-coworker saying that the big company sued the company into bankruptcy and let go of everyone. Lazy and the slackers were fired only two days after the four-way call. Karma is a jerk. Have you ever had coworkers take credit for something you did? If so, what did you do about it? Please let us know. If I had a job, that's exactly what I'd do. Secure it, but leave the keys in it. Roger that, LT. This happened back in my army days, on deployment to Afghanistan. I was an E4, despite being in for around 7 years at this point, because I decided to self-medicate for a while before seeking help for PTSD, and was a bit of a fixture in my unit after spending my entire army career in this unit. Despite my mistakes, 
I was well liked by most of my unit and especially my CO, company commander, and first sergeant, the enlisted counterpart to the company commander. I was what the army calls a deployment soldier, someone who you love to have in your unit while deployed but gets a bit, let's say, distracted and has a tendency to get in a bit of trouble when back in garrison or the US for too long. I was known for being sarcastic, a jokester, and hardworking when it mattered, but tended to be the typical long-term E4 when it came to BS duties in garrison. Also important to the story, I was also known for rarely being seen without my best friend, Jay, who I went to basic with and was lucky enough to be in the same unit my entire career. And if we were left without supervision for too long, well, leadership knew not to let that happen. Consequences could range from the time the entirety of the barracks living members of the company missed PT the day after St. Patrick's Day due to the three-story beer pong monstrosity we created to, well, this story. I had recently been switched to ops, operations, basically they put me behind a desk, to be the armorer guy, guy that makes the pew-pews go pew again when they stop pewing. From the front line, despite having no training and definitely not the best person for the job, this led to me being the lone person on the night shift as troops tend to take very good care of their weapons when downrange and if something does break, it usually has to go to the battalion armorers, the guys that were actually trained to fix them. So honestly, there wasn't much for me to do. I won't get into all my duties, but it wasn't much, it wasn't hard, and I was bored. Cute side note, the best nights were when the mind dog assigned to us couldn't sleep and came to the TOC, Tactical Operations Center and I got to play with her most of the night. Back to the story. Before I was switched, Jay was in the lead vehicle which hit an IED. He was medivaced out on a chopper, but luckily himself and two others were concussed and beaten up, but otherwise okay. Rest in peace to the driver, sadly. He was only 19 and was placed on life support, but it was removed at the request of his parents less than 24 hours later. Anyway, Jay came back to the unit, but leadership was wary of sending him back on mission too soon and he was placed on night shift with me. To this day, even the CO and his PL, platoon leader, usually a second lieutenant, aka Butterbar, can't explain why they thought putting he and I together on night shift, unsupervised, for 12 hours a night was a good idea. With both of us being well-liked and in our specific company for longer than anyone else there, we got pretty brave and there were quite a few antics and pranks pulled on the company leadership, most of which were tolerated and laughed about and I can go into detail later if anyone is interested. This antic, however, was not loved by the officers, not at all. While deployed, military cooks serve midnight chow, which is exactly what it sounds like. Since we were on a larger base this time around, our unit was issued a gator. Think electric golf cart, except where the rear seat and club holders would be, there's a small dump truck bed. We would use this to drive to pick up midnight chow and drive back, and sometimes other members of the unit would use it for work or just to avoid taking the buses on base. Well, one particular morning, a group of lower enlisted took it to the gym and stayed longer than usual, and when the officers woke up, they wanted to go get breakfast, only to find they had to use the bus because the gator was gone. Jay and I were berated and told that we weren't supposed to let anyone below a platoon sergeant rank use the gator. First, we had heard of this rule, but whatever. This happens all the time in the army, adjust and move on. Since we were ops, we were still allowed gator use, so we didn't care. That is, until one morning I left shift with the gator keys still in my pocket and they couldn't find them or use the gator until I showed up for my next shift. 
thus ends the gator use for anyone but the first sergeant, who never used it anyway, and company commander, and the XO, second in command to the company commander on the officer side, usually a first lieutenant, but in this case a butter bar. Our exact orders were, the keys stay in the gator and no one uses it without our permission. I was told off pretty harshly by the XO. Usually you can get away with a bit of argument with the butter bar, the good ones anyway, after you've been in the military for a while, and this XO really was a good one. I guess he was just having a bad day or something, I don't know, but I knew better than to press my luck and argue. There's more than one way to break in a new LT after all. So now we finally come to the malicious compliance. Jay and I were fairly annoyed with the XO's actions, and since we had nothing better to do that night, and I sure as heck wasn't gonna let him think his rank allows him to not give people decent human respect, we spent the first few hours thinking of how to teach him a lesson. Knowing that CO had left to the brigade headquarters earlier that day, we came to the conclusion that since we couldn't bring the key inside anymore, but still needed to secure the gator, we'd need to get creative. That night, we decided that since we had to be inside and couldn't have eyes on it, we'd need to hide it, or at least place it out of reach. Outside on a smoke break, we saw the connexes, or railroad containers for civilian speak. They were stacked too high, with empties on top and extra supplies on bottom. We looked at each other and immediately knew what to do. We took turns building a makeshift ramp that night and slowly eased the gator up to the top of one of the stacks, turned it off, left the keys in it, and disassembled the ramp. Luckily, we left before the XO woke up and the first sergeant didn't notice it was missing since he never used it. Getting back that night, we were a bit nervous, but when we walked in, the first sergeant tried hard to hide a smile. We knew we were in the clear then. Sure enough, the XO comes to us with a red face. XO. What the heck was that? Us. What was what, sir? Don't give me that crap. The gator. Us. Well, sir, you said we had to keep the gator secure from anyone without your permission, but we have to stay inside and couldn't see it. Since we had to leave the keys in it as well and didn't have any guidance, we thought the best thing would be to put it where no one can reach it. This is the point where First Sergeant breaks down laughing and the XO knows nothing will happen to us, so he says, Okay, that was good. You had your fun, but don't put it up there again. Us. Roger, sir. We later found out they used a crane from the contractors to get it down. Probably for the best, no one got hurt that way. Still under the same orders, with one caveat, and inspired by the crane usage, that night I took a trip to the contractors and, after explaining the situation to them, they happily agreed to use the crane to move a barrier from our mortar bunker out of the way long enough for us to fit the gator in. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
then replaced it. There was physically no way to get it out without a crane. Things happened much the same that night, except this time we had new orders that we were not to hide the gator at all. The first sergeant stayed behind that night for a few smokes with Jay and I, laughing but telling us he can't protect us forever, but he was interested in seeing how it all plays out, so he wouldn't stop us from continuing, but tread carefully. We thanked him and quickly came up with our new plan, but this time we waited until about 3 a.m., thinking the XO may have a surprise visit. Sure enough, around 1, we saw a red flashlight beam shine on the gator during a smoke break, and while we can't prove it was the XO, we assume it was. Around 3, we began unscrewing the entire front wall of the TOC, drove the gator inside, and replaced the wall. That morning, the XO, unexpectedly, arrives with the first sergeant before we were off shift. The first sergeant walks in and laughs so hard he can't breathe. Hearing a loud sigh outside the door, the XO enters, stares at our work, and walks out, head down, without saying a word. This time, the first sergeant made us undo our work since it would interfere with operations, and later that night, the XO told us we had made our point and we even got an apology. After that, anyone could use the gator as long as it was back by breakfast, and the CO had one heck of a laugh when he returned. Have any of you ever played tricks on your boss? If so, how did they take it? Please let us know. I'll play a trick on you, Mr. Reddit. Come on, Karen. Update. Would I be the jerk for planting prickly bushes in my front yard to keep the neighbor's kids from my property? About a week after my post, I planted a wall of blackberries and raspberries at the two sides of my garden facing the driveway, about 30 centimeters from the edge, so no overhanging branches. On the other side of the berry wall, I planted lots of stuff like strawberries and tomatoes. To reach for the tomatoes and strawberries from the driveway, you either have to go through the fruit bushes or walk up to my house, walk about two meters along the side of the house and my windows, and then walk into my actual garden. Not something you do by mistake. For about two weeks, it was somewhat quiet, but I still found the kids on my driveway every single day. As far as I know, they did not enter the garden and I hadn't noticed them walking around my house anymore, so I figured the bushes were working. About one week ago, berry season started and my bushes are now full of raspberries and there's lots of strawberries as well. The neighbors noticed. First, I caught the boys picking and eating raspberries, so I told them off and dropped them off at home. Told their mom I caught them stealing. That's how I see it, even though it's fruit, and that I'd call the cops next time. She huffed and told me to grow up, but took the boys inside anyway. After that, it was quiet up until yesterday afternoon when I went out for a while and found the dad and his two sons right in the middle of my garden when I returned, clearing my bushes and plants. I didn't even confront them, just called the cops from a distance as they hadn't noticed me yet and started filming them after making the call. Luckily, two cops showed up after 10 minutes or so and they confronted the neighbor as they were still picking berries. They told them they were trespassing and that the berry picking was in fact considered stealing and that I could press charges. For the first time, I noticed a bit of fear in my neighbor. He was having trouble finding his words and kept looking back at his house, I guess hoping his wife would show up to yell at the cops. They all went inside with the cops, so I just went home as well. After a while, the cops came by and asked me if I wanted to press charges. I asked them if they felt like they scared the neighbors enough to stay away. I got a small smile and yes about him, but the wife had just kept shouting at them and her husband about the little jerk living next door. I told them no for now, asked them if I'd be allowed to get an extra camera set up on the wall between my garden and the road to cover the entire front garden and driveway. 
They said that's allowed, as long as it's on my side of the wall. So now I'm getting an extra camera installed. One neighbor knows I'm done messing around, but his wife isn't there yet, and if I ever catch any of them again, the cops will be called and possible charges will follow. What would you do if your neighbors kept stealing from your garden? Please let us know. It's just a garden. Berries are meant to be eaten. Sir, I don't think this is you. About 10 years ago, I worked at a chain hardware and home improvement store. Back then, their return policies were pretty straightforward and return cashiers were allowed to refuse items based on those policies. One such policy was that any return without a receipt and over $25 required a valid governmental issued identification, license, passport, military ID, etc. So I'm working the returns counter, my favorite assignment because I was allowed to actually not take crap from customers. This customer comes in for a return and drops about $150 of rechargeable lithium batteries on my desk. I ask him for his receipt, he doesn't have it. I inform him of the policy requiring ID and he says he left it in the car, he'll be right back. Now these batteries were a high theft item and usually in those scenarios they would say they'd be back, leave the items on my desk and never come back. In this case, he did come back about 35 minutes later with an ID. I take it from him and try to not start laughing while inspecting if it's real. The following conversation occurs. Me. Sir, is this your ID? Him. Yeah, I just renewed it a week ago. The date does show it was issued a week ago. Me. So your name is blank? Him. Yes. Gives me full, including middle name. Me. Can you verify the address? He does. Me. Okay, sir. I have to give you this back because I don't think this is you and I can't do your return. Him, before I hand the ID back. Why not? I swear, that's me. Me. Sir, the ID states that you're a 200-pound, 6-foot-1 black man. Him. And? Me, looking at him, and trying to understand how that didn't click for him. Well, you're a 5'7-ish, about 135-pound white dude. We stare at each other for a moment. He slowly takes his ID and leaves. I called a manager to mark the batteries as a recovery and we had about 25 packs stolen the week before and have a laugh about it. Note, my state, I don't remember if others do, lists your height, age, eye color, and weight on your license with your picture. Customers can't read signs, or they can, but choose to ignore it. Recently, my work, clothing store, opened back up. One new rule is that only every second change room is allowed open. This is to enforce social distancing by reducing the amount of people in that area of the store. So people are aware a change room is closed. We have stuck a sign, white laminated paper, at eye level onto the change room's dark gray curtain, which is also left closed. The section I work in has two change rooms, so only one is available to use. I went to see if the other customer in the change room needed any help and noticed that there was someone in the other one too, the one that is meant to be closed. I stood next to the curtain and said, Hi, excuse me, there is a sign saying this change room is closed. I'll need you to exit out of this one and use the one that isn't closed when it becomes available. Thank you. The customer opened the curtain and began picking up her belongings. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes, I know. I saw the sign. But the other change room is being used. I told her that the rules still apply even if the available change room is being used. She'll just have to wait her turn. Five minutes later, and no, I'm not exaggerating, I caught another customer in the closed change room. I went up to the curtain and repeated what I said to the other lady. The customer opens up the change room and says, Oh, sorry, I didn't see the sign. Again, white sign, dark gray curtain, pinned at eye level. Also, this was in the kids section of my store, so clearly these ladies are setting a good example for their kids. The rules don't apply if you can't be bothered waiting. Edit. Yes, taking down the curtain would solve the problem, but I don't have the authority to do that, as I'm not a manager. Am I the jerk for going back on my promise of making a dress for my sister's wedding reception? This past week, me, 22, and my sister, 27, had a fight. She's getting married this November, and instead of the typical gift, she asked me to make a custom dress for her wedding reception. I work for a seamstress. The woman I work for has her own boutique and does a lot of tailoring work slash custom gowns for weddings, proms, and special occasions. I freelanced with doing costumes for local theater and sometimes to commissions for cosplayers. Overall, I have been sewing for seven years. My sister knows this, which is why she asked for the reception dress. I've been working with her to get the logistics of the dress down. Style, color, details, etc. All I've gotten a solid yes on is her measurements. Otherwise, she's flip-flopped significantly and or brushed my questions off saying, It's not until November. We have plenty of time. A custom dress takes a lot of time and effort to make, and some materials, depending on what she wants, may have to be ordered or fabric dyed. On top of it all, the dress is free and in between my own projects and actual job. Most recently, when I asked her about the dress, she told me she wanted a quick change dress, aka a dress that rolls down into a different one. She wanted the dress she walked into the reception with to be white and the dress it changed into to be red to match her theme. At this point, I told her I wasn't doing that kind of dress. Quick change outfits cost a ton more in fabric and are not comfortable to wear and you usually have to sacrifice details for the ability to change dresses. When I told her this, she got huffy and said doing two short and simple dresses was just as easy and cost-effective as doing one big intricate one. Not true. I got really frustrated and told her I wasn't going to spend $500 minimum on a dress she'd wear once when she hadn't even given me the details of exactly what she wanted. I said if she was going to be this unreasonable, she could buy her own reception dress because I wasn't going to put up with her indecisiveness and craziness. She said I was being crappy for going back on my promise and she'd already been counting on this dress being free when budgeting. Not my problem in my opinion. My mom called me up later and said my sister called her crying about me going back on what I'd said and no longer having a reception dress. At this point, I stopped caring 
and honestly don't even want to go to the dang wedding anymore. Am I the jerk? What would you do in this situation? Would you still make the dress for her? Please let us know. She better make that dress. Her sister deserves it. You couldn't have checked the shelves first? So I work in a retail slash discount store that I'm pretty sure is specific to the East Coast. We sell the basic stuff, food, snacks, home decor, makeup, toys, electronics, outdoor stuff. You get the gist. So today I'm over in the home section setting up a new summer display. It should have been set up like a month ago, but because of delayed shipping, we barely have half the stuff that's supposed to be on display. So if you work in retail, you know how annoying it is to have to set up a new display. I'm in the middle of taking down the shelves from the old display and repositioning them to fit the new one. So there I am, sweating like crazy in an 80 degree store with barely any working air conditioning, trying to remove the shelf from the display. I finally get it off and stop to take a breather. Here comes Karen. Can I bother you for a second, hun? And before I can bother to give her an answer, she starts explaining that there's an outdoor chandelier in the garden section and she wants it. The problem is, Apparently, it's the last one, and it has no box, as it's obviously the display model. She asks me to check it out and see if I can find the box so she can buy it. I go over and take a look and notice she's not alone. Her husband is with her. I start pretending to look for a box. I know for sure that it doesn't exist and probably got thrown in the bailer months ago, but I get the idea that she's not the type of customer who's going to let me go without at least pretending to look for it. But before I get the chance, her husband starts explaining to me that he wants to make sure this model actually works first. It has no batteries, so I call one of my managers, because she's my friend, and ask her to help me out. She goes to find some batteries to check that it works, but not before telling Karen's husband that she believes the reason this model is on display, we don't display every model, just some, is that a customer originally bought it and returned it because one of the lights didn't work. As she's off finding batteries, Karen's husband starts explaining to me that those guys who returned this lied to y'all. There's clear signs of damage, and I can tell they used it for a while before returning it, so that's why one of the lights doesn't work. I let him keep explaining, but I know this isn't true, because the signs of wear and tear he was describing were basically invisible, and the rust, he pointed out, was clearly just a chip in the paint that probably happened during assembly, since it was right next to one of the screws. At this point, the whole ordeal has already taken up about 20 minutes of my time, my manager returns with the batteries, and lo and behold, the light doesn't work, just like every one of us could have predicted. Karen's husband goes to open his mouth and say something, presumably to ask for a discount for the broken light. And then, Oh look, I found them, says Karen. Apparently, she turned 45 degrees to the left of the spot she had been standing in for the last 20 minutes and realized that this display model was not the last one we had, as she had earlier exclaimed. In fact, there's an entire shelf of them right next door the whole dang time. Hey Karen, hit us with those special announcements. Join as a channel member today and we'll give you a special shout out in our next video. And huge shout out to Lexi Pink who left us a review on iTunes saying, Man, Mr. Reddit, I love listening to your stories, especially the Entitled Parents ones. Now I can listen to them on the go when my very own, yes, I got my own Entitled Parents, starts to go off. I simply put my headphones in and I can listen to you while drowning her out. You're great. I love listening to your stories. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lexi. We hope you continue to enjoy the Mr. Reddit podcast available on Spotify and iTunes. And if you'd like us to make a special video for you or a loved one, come visit us on Fiverr. Link pinned in the comments below.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.